0: The offensive line, you got $150 million quarterback overall standing back there. You got two starters that you know for certain are going to be there in the center, McCoy, and the right guard, uh, Cesar Ruiz. Now, in terms of the area everywhere else is unresolved. Your tackles are missing. Who's the left tackle? We don't know. Who's the right tackle? We don't know. Who's your left guard? James Hurst. Do you really want James Hurst as a left guard? No, not really. I would prefer Hurst to be a reserve lineman because at this stage of his career, he falling through the flow faster than, uh, 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 I ain't gonna... <laughs> he falling through the damn flow faster than, uh, uh, I, I, I don't know, a uh, uh, 10 million pound, uh, a uh, chain ball broken off the record, man. I'm going to tell you, it's just, it's just not going to work, but I do see that as the biggest change. Let me see if I can get an unofficial depth chart here so I can kind of show the family members what we're looking at here in terms of, hold on, fam. Let me get up one for you here. Here it is right here. All right, this unofficial depth chart right here by uh, our lads who do this type of stuff. So you can see right here, the offensive line right here, you see Andres Pete there, and then Hearst, and then you see McCoy, Ruiz, and that's Ram right there. And that's what I was saying, that uh, you got Derek Carr sitting back there. Like it or love it, like it or not. He's your starting quarterback for the next several years, right? You got to protect him. You don't have two starting level offensive tackles. Ryan Ramchek is not going to play next year. Might not ever play in his career again. That's how bad the knee is. Andrews Pete is not the answer. So at some point, they're going to have to address both. They don't have no choice. They got to address either one of these moves. Now, a right tackle position could be Trevor Penning. Or perhaps he could be the left guard. You know, even though he hadn't played left guard before, but John Benton will have to decide on all this. And this will be a big sticking point to this whole damn thing. Who, you know, who do they get on the offensive line to get it together? You know, that'll be the biggest thing right there. All right. So anyway, I think that's what it is. And yeah, feel free to throw any questions in the the comment section, man. I'm sorry. I was going through these articles, but yeah, that's all the articles I got for y'all today, man, on some of this stuff. so. Y'all feel free to kind of throw uh, any questions that y'all might have in the comment section. And I'll try to answer them as I'm getting ready to kind of jump on out this thing. All right. All right. All right. So let me see here. All right. Let's see, brother J- James. What's up, James? How you doing bro? Says QR thing checks trying to bow out in my opinion. Watch what I say. I think that he says, I think there's, that's him and other players finding a way to preserve themselves and move on. They're not with DA, the DA Loomis thing. Well, I mean, that could very well be bro, but the injury, I mean, he wants to play. He got that big fat contract. So I, I don't, I don't doubt what you're saying. Cause there is a split in the locker room. They might pretend like they don't like it, but there's definitely a split in the locker room of, uh, you know, of, what's happening with the team. And there are guys that's on the other side uh, with Dennis Allen. There's guys that's not with Dennis Allen. This is the truth. Ricky says, everyone get ready for a down year because it will take a while for Carr to learn a new system and the offensive line will need to jail. And DA will get a new contract. All right. Shout out to you, Ricky. I don't know, bro, that, that that's going to, that's kind of a, I don't know if I agree with that because this is, it's not like they can keep selling Dennis Allen to you over and over again. We at the point where we not, this is the third year. If they don't get him to the playoffs, there is no, that makes no sense for making Lomas to go to the podium and try to sell Dennis Allen to you for uh, a year beyond this year. It's either playoffs or bust. And they understand that they can't protect him any longer. You know, they, they can't. So, I mean, I, I don't think it'll be, I don't, I don't think it'll be a down year. But it, I don't know how fast Derek Carr takes the system. I really don't. I mean, he the Sean Payton system for many results was supposed to be a, a a doable system. I remember seeing backup quarterbacks excel in Sean Payton's system. And Derek Carr is supposed to be a 10-year veteran that has experience in multiple offensive systems. It took him almost the entire year up to the last month of the season to figure it out. And I was like, man, it, it was just... But then again, also... I don't fault him for all of it because once again, his coach is putting players in positions to win. If he, if the early on in the season, if they was running the ball correctly, the Saints could have taken wins away. They could, just, they could have had the Green Bay win. Had they, no, if, had they were better at running the ball, they could have ran the clock out. They was up by 17, 17 to nothing with 11 minutes remaining. So, I mean, it's like, it's, it's, is coaches putting their guys in positions to win. That's what it comes down to. And that just didn't happen, man. It just, it, it happened over and over again. And all we got was a bunch of excuse letting by, uh, Michael Lomas and others, man, when we criticize his people, he don't like when you criticize people because he think he right all the time and nobody right all the time, man, that, you know, that's just, that's just how it go. And you got the, you got to you got to evaluate, but he don't do no evaluating. he don't do evaluatings during the season. He said that. He said a lot of stupid ass stuff that people disagree with, which I was like, dude, they might have done that like back in the day. But most general managers, they always in this constant state of evaluating, if not a daily, weekly basis. They always look into how how they can improve upon their team, how they can build up this area, that area. And nobody's that blind to what's going on in there. And you're supposed to be watching over people. You're supposed to understand when a guy's over his head or not to step in and help him out. Everybody could use that, and he didn't do it. He let them sink and burn, and then when he sank and burned, he just sat up there and made made a bunch of damn ex, uh, excuses. That's right, Slim, negative noise, and people was criticizing. We weren't even criticizing the fool. We was telling them, hey, bro, listen, this is going wrong, this is going wrong, and you were telling them what was on the tape. These people don't watch no tape, or either they're incredibly ignorant or foolish or a combination of all three of those things. Because all we was telling you was on the tape. How you watching the tape and don't see he's looking over half the field. How you, how you see the tape and see him staring down wide receivers. That's not right to do that. Who was supposed to, oh, uh, my bad. We are, we are, we are. I'm not going to do that. He bust that urkel on you. So, I mean, in the end, all I could say is, man, I want this team to excel. I really do. But at the same time, it's going to take more than well-wishing to get them there. These people have to know what the errors and issues are and fix them. And a lot of times talent ain't always the issue with these teams. A lot of times it's not the issues with these teams. A lot of times it's who you have as a head coach. And he, is he an accountable dude? Is he doing what he's supposed to do? Is he handling the business? Is he staying on top of these goddamn players? Is he making things work? Is he, is, is he, having a good game plan is, you know, all this kind of stuff is you, ma- if are you making these guys accountable Are you, you know, and that's something that I know they're not doing. And then when the off season hits, you'll see all the noise about who they draft, who they sign, but we always have an issue translating from the off season into the end season and taking the people that they added to the team and then put them into the team in a productive and efficient manner, which leads to wins. We 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 don't see that, especially under Dennis Allen. But he doesn't burn who he's supposed to burn. He only had a card to play, and he burned Pete Carmichael. He burned most of the guys on offense. Well, that pretty much said that the reason why we failed was the offense. I didn't see one uh, defensive guys get his get his issue. Did you? I didn't see any defense. I'm just I'm just speaking about it, man. You know, we did we did a great same thing. Tank, did anybody out there see any defensive people get their issue? Did they get cut and fired? Nobody from the defensive side got cut and fired. So it was blamed on the offense. The reason why we failed is because the offense, which was led by Derek Carr, his guy he picked, he fired all of the, all of the guys, which Doug Marone should have got at first. They fired Cody Burns. They fired, you know, the running back coach smartly moved on to another team. He took a, a bump and paid and did the same thing with the Giants. And they basically cleaned house of all of the other guys except for, you know, Clancy Barone and a few other assistant coaches. But outside of that, the offense got the blame for why the Saints didn't succeed in 23. He don't have any more cards to play. You know, you can blame the offense all you want. You don't fire Pete Carmichael. He's out the door. Now it's on on Dennis Allen to win now. See, he don't have anybody else left. And he's undercover. He he doesn't have any more places he can run and hide. There's any more. There's not any more holes for the weasels to run around and hide in. There's nothing else. He's in full view of everything, and so is Mickey Loomis. There is no more error of that he can run to or places he can run to to protect Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen's on Front Street right now, and everybody's looking. Okay, you you did this. Is this is the second year you got this dude, and why? And there is no trying to tell you that we need to be patient because the offense that in the third is none of that. You need to get the team into the playoffs this year, this third year, three years of nine playoff football under Dennis Allen should result in him getting fired. If not, like I said, the people need to keep their pressure on, keep the stay on the square stay on code. That's the big part of how we change the world. Stay on code. Don't didn't remember what I told y'all. I have to keep reiterating it, but it is what it is. Jack says, uh, he said he also took Carr longer to figure out Because the first half of the season he got injured Pretending to go through his progressions. Jack you said that before You said that before That he pretended to go You used the word pretend and I, remember going, and I went back in my mind I even looked at some tape of Carr And how do you pretend To go through your progressions Well you know how you pretend And this, dude, this was spot on And I give you credit for saying pretend Because he'll look left for a split second and turn right and throw the ball. You know, usually you can tell, you know, a guy who's good at processing things very fast and he would look to the left and then turn into wherever he was going. You see what I'm saying? And it was not like he was doing the, the look motion to the left to, and pump fake there to freeze the safeties, but he would just look and then turn, you know, to the side. So, yeah, it, pretending to go—that's that's something else, man. That is something else. But I give you credit for that because the tape does reflect that. It does reflect that. He said you could tell. Yo, yeah, well, yeah, you you're right. If you look at the tape, you can see because it's not a stare. He's not looking. He he glances and then turns and looks somewhere else. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. But see, the problem was we said this early on that he people got fooled by the by the preseason game where he had the one series where he did really well on. But that went away very fast. Once we got into the rest of the year, you kind of seen how everything kind of deteriorated. But the problem is, like I said, we can blame Carr for a lot of it, man. But listen, I'm going to blame Dennis salad and the saints offense, because listen, where was the running attack during those periods when we knew that he didn't know that system that well, and we knew that the offensive running game would have to be relied have to be relied upon to move the ball to set up the play action for whatever little plays that he did know. It was absent. It was notably absent. It was notably absent. And I often was saying during these games, this guy doesn't know enough of the offense to carry to get to carry the Saints to a win. And he didn't. You know, he did some positive here or there, but you can sell that he was struggling and then he was getting his ass kicked out there. He was getting slammed in the ground because he don't have no clock in his head. Like, yeah, clock. Yeah. Q, he got beat up pretty good. But bro, listen, Drew Brees was the biggest teacher and Drew got it from somebody else. But Drew was the biggest teacher of teaching quarterbacks or, or, or living through the mindset of having a clock in your head. A clock means one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, and get rid of the ball. You don't have all day to stand up there in that goddamn pocket. You're supposed to have that clock going on. You go through your progressions. You go through, you span your progressions, and then get rid of the ball. Even if you don't see something, you check it down. Or if you see a little green, you take off, slide. Do something. But oftentimes, you see that guy stand back there all day thinking he has all day. And then a guy will come and knock the ball out of his hand. A guy will come and knock him on the ground. You know, he is just, he does. He, if he has a clock in his head, it's very slow. It's very slow. And that's something that he has to learn. And he drew, he has Drew Breeze's goddamn phone number. I shouldn't have to tell him that. You got Drew Breeze's number. You know, Drew Breeze, go pick his mind and tell him, go pick his brain and tell him, Drew, how do I get rid of the ball? What well, work on your internal clock? Drew, all these lessons Drew taught to the family members, over the last many years that he was as a quarterback. He would literally uh, envision himself in games at practice. with was nobody there in the practice field but Drew Brees. He would have an entire game in his head, out there throwing the ball to pretend wide receivers. He would visualize the entire games. That's when you know you want it. That's when you know you want to be great and you want to win, when you do stuff like that. I guarantee you Derek Carr is not the first dude in the building and the last dude out the building. I'm more than sure. I can guarantee you that as if he was. You probably would have seen a lot better version of him this this year and also another critique to Derek Carr is he needs to un- look at himself and really pick apart his minuses. We know he got a good arm to throw the ball deep. His accuracy was kind of messed up because he's saying he had all these injuries and all this kind of stuff. But the reality is he needs to get rid of the ball better. He needs to see the field better. He needs to, he ha- and it's a lot of stuff that Carr needs to work on in his game plan. But listen, there's a lot of pressure for Clint Kubiak to take Derek Carr and listen, pun intended to unlock Carr so that he can get to the next level. He got, cause it's all dependent on how fast Derek Carr pickups the system and also how fast the saints can get a running attack, to balance with Carr. So we move forward. Cause you got to give Carr a whole new system for him to learn and pick it up in a desperate year. So a lot, even more pressure has been added to him for this upcoming year and we see last year he didn't handle the pressure all that well so he can't even rely on it and say well he you know last year was a learning year but this year he got it he figured it out at the end of the year Q by god by golly we're gonna be fine well no we're not because we're about to change the system for the first time in 20 years we're about to go through an entire offensive system that not only he has to learn but his entire team so you got guys like Elvin Kamara, you got all these other guys that's playing that was under Sean Payton's system for years. Guess what? They're going to have to figure out how to run Clint Kubiak's system. So everybody's going to be learning. So once again, it puts another layer of, uh, of uh, stress on Derek Carr again. And how does he handle it? We shall see indeed. We shall see. All right, shout out to you, ultimate streams. How you doing, sir? I'm sorry, Q, but once a weasel, <laughs> always a weasel. Let him hope he de- okay. Thank you, bro. Appreciate you. <laughs> You're gonna see that weasel on display. You really are. Hemisphere, how you doing, fam? Says clearly they committed to cars. So, anyone in the locker room, not on board, car they're going to get traded or cut. Just don't think cars that good for QB. If they do that, they are fools because. You have a good core of players here and the best way to if these guys are not in there, literally cussing at Dennis Allen and tripping them as he walks by and just hitting them with pies in the face and doing ridiculous stuff like that. Then they should be left alone because they have the right to their opinion because Dennis Allen didn't do anything. You shouldn't you know, he has some players you went over and some, you know, you you won over and some guys you got to win over. You win over the rest of the guys by winning, by running a competent team, not by, not by pushing out or exiling people that disagree with Dennis Allen's philosophy or don't like them. A lot of those guys, I've said this before, a lot of those guys in the locker room come, came from winning programs that had real coaches there that knew, I mean, really good college coaches that were winning championships. Most, you had Ohio State guys there. Y'all know what time it is with Ohio State. You had guys in some of these places. That came from really good programs that had really they had college like Hall of Fame level coaches or really good coaches that kind of gave them the game. And then when they get to the NFL or they get a guy that's not a good coach, they could tell the difference. You you could like I could. They could tell. They know what's lacking and missing, just like you know what's lacking and missing. It'll be a fool's chore and errand for them to get rid of guys that don't like Dennis Allen, unless there's not guys in there just uh, verbally. You know, be rating Dennis Allen and calling him a weasel to his face and all this kind of stuff and making Mickey Loomis voices when Mickey come by and say, hey, how you doing today? You know, stuff like that. Like what I would be doing, man, leave them guys alone and try to win them. You're trying to win them by winning. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> See, I wouldn't make it. I'd be like, hey oh, that, Mickey, how you doing? Oh, I know. I tell you something. I'm clam chowder, you know, that type of shit. I wouldn't be able to make it. I right, the professor, said, I agree with you, Q about Dennis Allen. Dennis is not ready for prime time. We've given him three years. Nine three nine playoff years is not going to work. All right, Ramsey, shout out to you, Ramsey. How are you doing? Sir he says I hope Carr is to this. Bro, we're not listening. Derek Carr, I want you to succeed. And I've been mentioned as a, a a stern critic of Derek Carr. But listen, the reality is I want to win. People say, well, Q this, that, and the third. I don't do anything blindly. I'm sorry. I, I just just know how I operate. I don't do anything blindly. But but what I'm saying in terms of the Saints is I'm a results guy. I want to see results. I want to see results from the team. I want the team to succeed. Even if Dennis Allen's a head coach, I do want him to succeed. Because if he succeeds and he gets the team to the playoffs, that means that he's improving as a coach because that's something he never did before. Now, he won nine games last year, but that don't count because it didn't, ha- it didn't happen in a playoff year. We didn't get to the playoffs. So nine wins, which is a career best for him, is, a, is not nothing for us. Because you have a team that is good enough to be a playoff team and you're losing stupidly because your coach is not competent enough to to keep his staff on code and to keep his players on code. It all flows through Dennis Allen. I don't want to hear anything about Pete Carmichael because Dennis Allen picked him. I don't hear anything about Derek Carr suffering because Dennis Allen picked him. You see how it all goes back to Dennis Allen? The choices were made by Dennis Allen. It's all his setup. And the power was given to him by Mickey Loomis, who called him a great coach. And I don't know what measurement of great he's using, but no great in any reality or any Marvel reality would consider Dennis Allen a great coach at any level. He hadn't done anything. He hadn't done anything. You know, Hemisphere says what's even more concerning to me is that they're willing to trade Latimer. But then again, right. That's, that's asinine. I don't think they should, but I hear what you're saying. I, I look at all the good players. Saints have over the years was let go. No shocking to me. Yeah, it is, we have to do this, but car, I want car, I want car to succeed, but making excuses what well, what excuses he's making, Q, he makes a ton of excuses. We played all of this press conference here. He gives a bunch of word salad. He runs on people. Usually you got to watch out when people start giving you word salad, word salad is a, a clear, a clear method of just, just sinking you into a, a zombie like <laughs> sleeping stage. You know, when people start giving word salad, they start rambling on word salad. You know, I, I, I call Michael Thomas. I Y'all know how I used to bust the, the dentist that Derek calls, listening to him too much. I was like, man, I going not figure this dude's cadence out. You know, I, you know, I called Mike and I told Mike, you know, we're going to do this. Um, you know, and um, he said, okay, cool. You know, so I got on the phone with Rashid. I said, she, look, you know, I, take, I took, took a picture of butterfly. Uh, you know, I, I sent it to him. I said, listen, we can be we can be, we can be miraculous like this, this beautiful butterfly. And, you know, he sent back and said, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And yeah. I told him, say, you know, I I I said, we, you know, we great. We could be great. You know, then I turned around, I sent it to Elvin Elvin said, can you take that butterfly wings? Can you take and turn it in and make it polka dot? So I got on my phone, did that, you know, did that. Made the butterfly wings purple, sent it back to him. He said, you know, send that to Jimmy. You know, Jimmy likes airplanes, you know. So I, I reach out I FaceTime Jimmy. What you doing? Send so him chilling. About to go on this boat. You know, can we go? You know, I'm man. and that's what he does. And I'm like, uh, dude, what does this got to do with anything? But it's a topic that he just goes off on and just gives you word salad. The reality is, listen, carr's problem is he's a good and I ain't gonna say he's, he's it's it's a multitude of different things, but the biggest detriment. To him, is the fact that he doesn't progress well. He doesn't go through his progressions patiently. He doesn't have a clock in his head. And these things are all fixable. But how is he going to fix it if they don't even recognize it as a problem? How are you fixing things that if you don't even know if they're broken or not? That's the point. Like when we talk about Dennis Allen, what makes Dennis Allen a bullshit coach? What makes him a garbage coach? Because he lacks certain things. He lacks attention to detail. He lacks, um, he lacks a strong presence. He's indecisive, which is a, is people don't like indecisive people. When he's sitting at the press conference talking, he does, it, he comes off as very indecisive, very indecisive. You know, his, he he, and, and you see when he goes into these games, you know, it's, it's just everything is just off. And that's what I'm saying about Dennis Allen's game that he needs to improve, that he doesn't, that he doesn't have some of these intangibles. You think he recognized that he doesn't have, he think he has everything he needs. I made it to be a coach. You didn't Q, Well, that's because you were part of the good old boy circle. You know, I ain't in the good old boy circle. You got Sean Payton vouching for you to become a head coach. Cause if Sean Payton didn't vouch for you, you wouldn't have got that head coaching job. You got one with the Raiders. Yeah. Credit to you getting that job. You blew it. And you shouldn't have got a second chance. But Sean Payton spoke up for him, and Mickey Lomas listened to him, and that's how he got the job. It's not because he did anything miraculous. He, he didn't. He didn't have a resume. The Saints looked, interviewed several different coaches, and each one of those guys had better resumes in terms of – some of them had previous coaching experience. Some of them had Super Bowl rings on their resume. That was better than Dennis Allen. And they chose with Dennis because Dennis was the guy that Sean Payton told him to pick. It's as simple as that. But he has, he's lacking, just like Pete Carmichael was lacking certain intangibles that made him respectable, that gave him the, would have given him the ability to champion an offense. He lacked those things. Now, listen, he's a good defensive coordinator, but that's just about it. When it comes down to being a coach, it takes more than the skill set a defensive coordinator has. Because as a head coach, you have to have certain communication ability. You got to be able to know how to talk to different people. That's part of that communication thing. You have to you have to be uh, indecisive. I mean, you have to be decisive. You have to be able to know what you're going to do and how you're going to do it. You have to make people accountable. If people uh, step off code, you got to have a punishment in place or some kind of way you take time away from them. If they fall starting in practice, there has to be a threat over their head that they can lose their job or you know whatnot. And if you're taking reps from them, that that impacts their money. Because a lot of times the contracts are written based on plan production, the plan time. So if they are messing up, you are supposed to be able to use that that's within your power to be able to get them on code. Not if they're out there dropping balls, blowing blocks that you keep them out there and keep rolling the same personnel out there. Now he made a few changes on some of the stuff with Alante Taylor, and, but that was far and few in between. But that's what I'm saying. What kind of, we will change the, the look of the team, but what does Dennis Allen learn? Does he learn to be a better head coach going this once again, same shit I've been asking since he got here is the stuff that makes you great. Is he learning that is he reading books from Mike Shusevsky and all these other coaches, all of them got all books. Now how to be a champion Shusevsky, all these other guys, all these champion uh, basketball or football, whatever, all these people have books about, how they did such and such and all this. Go back to John Wooden from back in the day. He got books out. So you look at some of these writers or people on some of these NFL shows, you look behind them, they got a bookshelf. They got books with some of these, these books from some of these great people and how they were able to excel at a high level. They tell you in the book what they do. Is he reading any of that? You see what I'm saying? How serious is it? Do you you Because it takes he has to have that in his head to do it. And I don't know if he does. Now, he did get nine wins this year because his team was super talented in a non-talented division. This was a very weak NFC South. The NFC overall, when the schedule the Saints was given, was relatively soft. If you couldn't get nine wins there, you are a fool. But in the end, like I said, try that shit this year and see how it looks. Because a lot of these other teams that we've seen from last year, man, these people are really found out what they need to do. And they're really stepping on it to make sure they win this upcoming year. So it's going to be a lot more difficult than what it was this last year. So, but like I said, man, card, that's the thing. Too many is too much calling going on. You can't coddle these guys. If they're making mistakes and people are calling it out, you got to call it out too. say, that's true. He is staring. He is staring at one side of the field too much. We have to get, stop him from doing that. He was staring at the guy wide receiver and look didn't even scan behind him to see where the safety was in the Atlanta game and threw the pick six he stared scared to get stared the guy down. It was easy pickings. The guy read his eyes all the way to the ball to the pick six. You're a ten year old ten year veteran quarterback, you're supposed to know not to stare people down. You're supposed to know to go through your progressions if you're doing that, that doing that kind of stuff, it needs to be corrected. Will Clint Kubiak fix it? I most sincerely hope he does because there is no success with that kind of style of football. There isn't. He's easily broken down. That's why he didn't get that playoff win. That's why he don't have deep playoff love, deep playoff trips. And we know how bad the Raiders were. But at the end of the day, the Saints should have been a playoff team. I'm not putting it all on car shoulders. I'm putting a lot of that on Dennis Allen and the Saints. But in the end, man, you can't, you can't have a serious fall, like a quarterback that makes $150 million who don't go through his progressions. And instead of staring one side of the field down while guys are running free on the other side, that is, and if you watch the tape, they're supposed to be watching the tape. I don't see how he looking at the tape and don't, and don't acknowledge the fact that I was staring this guy down. I need to stop staring people down because this man w- was running either wide open on the right side, or he didn't have safety support. He was one-on-one with a cornerback. I didn't, You know that's, my, that's on me. I got to fix that. Somebody got to make him stop doing that for them to have success. That's all I'm saying. All right. Thank you, bro. Dennis said he had it long enough to show he can't can't win this. He said Dennis Allen has had long enough to win the show he he can or he can't win. This is his first roadie at what point do you cut bait? Yeah, it's this year. This is year three, bro. This is year three. There is no more excuses, bro. This is year three. How many? This is the NFL, bro. Not for long, right? Even though the Saints operate like a mafia family, I really mean that too, because it's not ran like a real business. I mean, it's ran like a mafia group, like guys ain't even keeping anybody accountable. Mickey Loomis does whatever he wants. I don't care how long he's been there or what he contributed. That's not supposed to be the case. You're not supposed to be sitting up there holding position and decide, well, I'll go when I'm ready. No, you know, no, you've been failing with these drafts for the last several years. You made an awful choice on his head coach and it stinks. Where is his ball at?